0: service started, and um, the Lord, this morning, he showed me some things. I was watching this little fellow, and he was uh, Francis Chan. I don't know if you've ever seen him, and, you know, he's talking about losing our life, that we may gain it, and uh, if we try to hold on to our life, we'll lose it. And then the Lord, he, he took me over into Malachi 3. We're going to talk about trusting God. Really, really trusting God. And the Lord showed me, you know, in Malachi, He said, Will a man rob God? And they had been robbing him of the tithe. And He said, You're cursed with a curse. But we know Jesus came to take a curse off of us, He came to take that curse. But still, we curse ourselves when we don't allow God to use whatever means he's got to bless us. Because when we're not faithful, it takes faith in him and faith in his ability to care for you. That when we bring this tithe to him, we say, Lord, we trust you. We trust you. Trust you with everything we've got. And not holding on to it so I can meet my need but giving it to you so you meet my need. And he will. He said, your barns will be full. Your fruit won't fall from the tree before it's time. God wants to take care of you. So today when we take our tithe, bring it to him and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. You're my everything. You're my hope. You're my life. You're everything. And I lose everything that might be important because to some people, money is important. We, uh, we can't function without it, but we can't hold on to it like it's our life. He is our life. If we call ourselves Christians, he is our life. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you today that you are the giver of life, that you give us everything, Father, and we thank you for that. Father, as pastor said, your mercies are new every morning. And Father, Lord, we receive your mercy and your love today that you want to bestow upon each one of us. And Father, as we go into this service, we come to you in faith, believing that you're already here. We brought you here today with us because you live inside of us. And we're thankful that you care enough about us that, Father, you'll take care of us no matter what, that we can trust you, no matter what. Now, Father, as we come to you in praise and worship, let our worship be pleasing unto you, not just going through the motions, but truly worshiping you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and take that tithe this morning, and we'll have an hour. Let's go ahead and let's take the tithe right now. And... uh like I said, bring it in faith, trust in him, say, Lord, I believe you more than I believe what the world says. Amen? Amen. Come on up, guys, and, and uh, let's take up this tide this morning. You can come on up. These guys will be up here, and you can bring it up to them, and we'll get ready, and we'll start. We, we're going to worship the Lord this morning.
1: That we have. uh, First of all, women's ministry is Thursday at 6:30. Women, we want to issue a challenge to y'all. The men packed this place out yesterday. There must have been 55, 60 men here yesterday. Incredible. Okay, so women, y'all come on out and support women's ministry. Bring a friend. Call a neighbor. Anybody you see, unless you women, you know, pack this place out on Thursday. Uh, Bible study Tuesday night. Still having some real good uh, uh, Bible studies on Tuesday night. Uh, This past week, uh, Kathy did it on uh, your favorite scripture, and then we discussed it. So it was real good. As I mentioned before, uh, the subject of forgiveness, worry, uh, detours in life there's really been a lot of good topics lately so y'all come out on Tuesday night at six thirty. I know that'd be a lot for you each week uh, this week with uh, uh, Bible study and women's ministry. Also uh, Sunday school uh, will dismiss right after praise and worship right? Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, of course nursery for those who need nursery. Uh, Kathy are you around? I'm trying to think, uh, Vicky, the age group for
0: that. The age group.
1: Age group. group. Miss Kathy's got uh, Sunday school this morning. Okay, and four and under, and, and Christopher is he doing uh, this morning for those the teenagers, young adults? Okay. Anyway, after praise and worship. Got it going on in the back back here, okay? Any other thing you can think of? Jeff Watson, good uh, thing on updating the sign. It looks great out there. Good job on that. And I
0: think that's it. Have any birthdays today, this week? Any birthdays?
1: That's right, Lee. Yeah, buddy. Okay. That's right. Come on, stand up, Lee. come right up here stand right, right there buddy so
0: they can see who else we got Bill Langley. mr bill you want to stand where you had or you want to come up here <laughs> okay happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday and bill Happy birthday to
2: you.
0: Come on. Anybody got anything they want to trade this morning? You got some sorrow, sickness, you want to turn it over to the Lord today. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame and I'm letting it down for the joy of the Lord. Say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. I'm trading my sorrow. Come on, turn it over to it. And I'm trading my shame, And I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Come on, say it again. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. I'm blessed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed I'm blessed beyond the curse His promise endorsed Joy gonna be my strength For the sorrow last, for the night Joy comes in the morning I'm trading my sorrow I'm trading my down for the joy of the Lord and I'm trading my sickness and I'm trading my pain Yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord
3: Yes, yes, Lord, amen Hey! Yeah. I, I, I just gotta say something <laughs> a while, I don't, It's been a while back but I preached The definition of repentance is yes, Lord You're saying yes to him, yes to his will And you acknowledge the fact that he is Lord So as we say, yes, Lord, repentance is the changing of the mind. It's being transformed into the image of Christ. So get that down in your bones, all right? Get that down in your spirit. Say from your spirit and all of your heart, yes, Lord. Yes to you. Yes to your will. Yes to the fact that you are
0: Lord, you are God. Yes, Lord. It's good. All right. We say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, come on, Lord, amen. hallelujah hallelujah yes lord and amen hallelujah hallelujah
5: Heart. Be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, is my song. You are good, you're good,
2: oh, oh, oh. you are good.
5: close your eyes and worship Him this morning. Don't think about the person next to you. Don't think about anything going on. Just focus on Him. Just see Him sitting high in the heavens this morning. And just think, He loves you. He loves you so much. And He just wants you to focus on Him so that y'all can love on each other this morning. So I just say, right now while Brianna sings, this song talks about how much He wants to be with you. So right now, just close your eyes and just focus on him and let him love on you.
0: Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. His presence is here this morning. And what you need, what you come seeking, He's got it. Amen. Because He is the answer. He is the answer. And He is what we need. Don't just ask Him for things, ask Him for Himself. Amen. Amen. You ready for the word? Amen. Amen. Well, how about get up and go greet somebody in the Lord, like Buck said, rub a blister on them rub this a morning. Blister on them. Amen. Right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, girl, come back. I'm so good to see you. You hurt yourself. What
3: you did? You think you're young? You're not young, Pastor tell, You're the
0: granddaddy now. You got to sit down and be the granddaddy.
3: I'll hear you now. That's right. You gotta be young. No. No. I'm gonna <laughs> you don't say, have no I'm going to say as long, as long as I can. As long as I can. You don't the now I'm up to the, the little one. All right. And the grandbaby. I'll, I'll be a granddaddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love you. I still I need you now. too. Okay. I'm going to stick around. Okay. For a long time. No skin. Okay. <laughs> love you, too. A bit. Good morning, everybody. Man, I could go home right now and say, I've had church. Woo, that was sweet. Man, that was good. (laughs) Woo-wee. Britt was beating those drums in Jesus' name. Wow, it's a beautiful day. It's a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. What are we going to do about it? Do you believe God wants you to be happy? Do you believe he wants you to be blessed and joyful and at peace? He does. And if you're not living in joy and at peace, and uh, you're, you're living beneath your privilege. And you're living beneath what he paid for. Because he paid for it, folks. He bought it. And he loves us. I mean, how many of you parents or grandparents want your children and grandchildren to be happy? Anybody anybody in here want your children to be miserable? Anybody? If you do, something's wrong with you. (laughs) You you need to get some uh, repentance changing of your mind. Every good parent wants their children to be happy. They want them to be blessed. They want their grandchildren to be happy and blessed. Do you think God's any different? He wants, he wants you to be happy. And, and how, how are you happy? When you're in him. Okay? Now, if you're born again, where are you? You're in him. So, if you're not happy and fulfilled, then maybe perhaps your focus is not on him, but maybe on yourself. So shift your focus, folks, on him. Because he is everything. Jesus said, all you who labor and are heavy laden, come unto me. And what's he going to do? He's going to give you rest. You know, I preach, and I try to preach on the goodness of God. Do you know why? The goodness of God leads us where? To repentance. So why wouldn't you preach on the goodness of God? When you know and understand, and here's the key, and believe the goodness of God, your life changes. Because, folks, faith is the main ingredient for grace to come. And when grace comes, your eyes are open to the truth, and when you know the truth, you have been made free. See, grace is not the power of God to keep you where you are, to sustain you, to clean up your mess, for God to say, well, that's okay, child. I know you're weak, and you know I forgive you, and just keep mulling on through life, and just hang on till Jesus comes, and hopefully you'll make it. The grace of God comes when you believe to transform and change you. The grace of God is not, Lord, I'm sorry I, I fussed at my wife. The grace of God is to give you the grace and the power so that you don't fuss at your wife. You don't fall out about who loaded the dishwasher right or why you didn't pay the light bill or why you, spent, why you bought this and why you bought that and you didn't need another bass pole and you didn't need another pocketbook or whatever. Whatever. Um, that was my sermon before my sermon. I wanted to say this. A special thanks to the guys who made Men's um, Fellowship possible yesterday. I was amazed. We had 55 men in here. I didn't even know half of those guys. I'm like, where'd y'all come from? (laughs) Of course, you know, guys, you, 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 you ring the dinner bell and they come, but hey, whatever it takes. And that was a delicious meal. Special thanks to sous chef Danny Williams. Executive chefs, um, Johnny Hunt and uh, Bill Sellers. Master chef, Mr. Jim Foxworthy. And maitre d' Ed Livingston. (laughs) (laughs) And anybody, and Amy helped and uh, anybody else uh, who made it all possible. It was, I mean, we had... Uh, Hillshire sausage. We had uh, sausage soaked in uh, hot sauce, and we had fried bologna, and we had uh, eggs, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we got a, got a double dose of cholesterol. We had grits, uh, eggs. I mean, it was it was really good. It was great. Uh, but more than that, uh, we had some music, and Jeff Watson brought a great word. I was telling you, you're only second time speaking, wasn't it, bro? Did a fantastic job. He said, I was a little nervous. I said, well. It's always good to be just a little nervous. So you trust in God, and um, but it was great, great, great. And and you know, let me show you this before I move on. Um, you know, the leaders of men's fellowship their their vision is to do this: <clears throat> is to help be a blessing in the community, not just come eat and gossip like uh, some men's fellowship do. Do y'all believe men gossip? Any of y'all women believe that men like to gossip? I see. (laughs) So we don't want to just come eat and gossip. We want to. We want to be a blessing, and uh, we're going to eat, and nothing wrong with that. And uh, but we want to be a blessing to the community. Um, You know, we talked about several things, from picking up trash side of the road to building uh, wheelchair ramps to trimming hedges to painting uh, whatever, whatever, whatever door opens, and we can be a blessing, even if the town needs something. You know, we can be a blessing to the town of Sheral, whatever. Um, but we want to be a blessing. And, and I think if you do stuff like that, it, uh, people want to be a part of that. and uh, So it's a good thing. Good thing. All right. Um, I believe <coughs> you're going to get a really good sermon, message, whatever you want to call it, this morning. Why? Not because of me and my abilities, but because I asked the Holy Spirit to teach y'all this morning. So it's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) I'm going to say amen, preacher. Because this verse has been ringing over and over in my head, uh, I guess, for the past two weeks. And it's Colossians chapter 1, I think it's verse 27, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Let's go ahead and turn there, brother. Colossians chapter 1, starting with verse 27 through 29. Christ in you. See, I'll never forget uh, riding, you know, it's, a, it's almost an hour and a half trip for us to come here, to drive here every morning. That's why, thankfully, we we're moving in next door and in the, in the process of getting that done. Um, and thank God for everybody who's helping to do that. Uh, Wendell was a tremendous help yesterday, and uh, Danny and some others have, have, are, have helped and going to help. And uh, Anyway, um, so anyway, one morning on the way here, the Lord spoke to me and he said, and I, I've shared this with you all, but it's worth hearing again. Um, it's not about what you do for me. It's not about what you do for me. How many of us are convinced that my significance and my importance and my everything depends on what I do for God, what I do for him? What's the problem with that? No matter how much you do for him, is it ever enough? It's never enough, is it? And what if you fail to do something for him? Then where are you? You're in a mess. What if you just say, "I'm going to get up every morning at five o'clock and pray"? Well, you first morning you get up at five o'clock and you pray in between naps. That's been that's been my experience. Oh, I'm supposed to be praying. Wake well, up, Jeff. Uh, and then, and then the next morning you just hit the snooze button and you hit the dismiss button and you just keep on sleeping. Then you wake up, I'm a terrible Christian, I'm a loser, God doesn't love me, God doesn't like me, you know, and I'll never be close to God, I'll never be a super spiritual Christian. And, uh, you know, growing up as a, as a new believer, as a young believer, I believe my significance had everything to do with how much I prayed, how much I time I spent in the Word, and how many people I told about Jesus. If I did those three things, I was a a top-notch number one Christian. But how many of you know that that can become mechanical, that can become a routine, that can become a duty, and it takes the life out of it. You know, I can remember one time I was praying, and I felt like I'm I needed to pray because I'm supposed to pray because that's my duty as a good Christian. And, I, and God said, you don't have to pray to me. Not, so. Don't misinterpret that like God doesn't want us to pray. His point was, if you feel like you have to pray to me, don't bother. In other words, you're coming with the wrong motive. You're coming with the wrong attitude. How many of you... Uh, I remember my grandmother, she lived to be 103 years old. I got good genes, 103, and I believe she would have lived longer if she hadn't fallen, and she got a concussion anyway and all that, but she lived to be 103, and lived by herself, I think, till she was 98, 99, Um, just a, a remarkable woman. And I can remember, I would go to visit her, but I would go because... Basically, I was made to go because I didn't want to go. Because you just sat there, and she would read the paper to me, and uh, I'm so bored. And uh, you know, and and she watched soap operas, and you know, I'm a kid. I don't want to watch soap operas, and. And, uh, you know, it was, and her room was so hot, she kept it about 100 degrees in there. She had this oil, big oil heater that was right in the middle of the room, and man, it was hot in there. And uh, so I really didn't, I love my grandmother, but I just, it wasn't the top thing on my list to go visit her. So, you know, I fe- I was made to visit. Uh, now, grandmama loved me, we called her Mama Heart, and she loved me, she was a wonderful precious woman and i'm sure she appreciated me visiting even though she may have gotten detected that i really didn't want to be there but um you know god's like i want you to come to me because you want to come to me and see we have to erase the mindset that it's my duty that it's works versus it's my privilege it's my honor. It's a blessing to come to him. So are we there yet? Yes, we are. To them God willed to make known. Who's he, who are the them? Talking about you, Gentiles. Listen, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Really, according to the Bible, there's only two classes of peace, people, Jew and Gentile. So, but But the gospel has been extended to us. Hallelujah. Okay. To make known one of the riches of the glory of this mystery among you, Gentiles, which is... Christ in you the hope of glory the hope of glory is the hope the expected remember hope means the the uh the um thank you confident expectation of good thank you Miss Jen. you bailed me out the confident expectation of good in other words it's not I hope it rains but it's we don't have to hope for that, do we? <laughs> I hope it doesn't rain for a few days. Anyway, it's, uh, it's the co- I believe in that. It's coming because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for. So the foundation of faith is hope, which is a confident expectation of good, of good, the goodness of God. All right? So it's the hope. Of glory, what's glory? Is is seeing him, becoming like him, being made in his image. All right, let's move on down. We're going to go to twenty eight. In him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect. That means complete in Christ Jesus. That's the perfect of this uh, purpose of this church, is for us to grow up into him. But how many of you know that the church can only do so much? You've got to feed yourself. In other words, you have to nurture your own relationship with the Lord. There's things that happen between you and God in the in the prayer closet that, that can't happen. The corporate worship is a wonderful place Have we've already experienced this morning. But, but there's a place you can only go in God that's just between you and him. Intimacy. Intimacy. Between you and the Father. Okay? And that's growing up in him. That's where he talks to you and he teaches you and he shows you things. And you become. See, uh, back to what the Lord told me on the way here, it's not about what you do for me. It's all about what I do in you. And there's only things that God is going to do in you when you are alone and intimate with him, being with him, spending time with him, becoming like him, having truth revealed believing so that grace comes and your life is changed that's the will of god the will of god is for us to be all like him to be conformed to his image conformed the process of becoming to those who believe on him he gave him he gave them power to become sons of God. We are sons of God, but we're becoming sons and daughters of God. We're being transformed into his image. Even as we see him, we see his likeness, we're transformed. And that's the beauty of it, y'all. Wherever you are, wherever you are in, in, your, in your maturation, in your, in your becoming like Christ, there's more. That's why there's faith to faith there's glory to glory there's grace to grace there's more there's more there's more as we say in the south it gets gooder and gooder <laughs> and better and better there's glory and there's glory there's a more there's another glory coming there's another glory but it, but there's a key to it y'all that I'm going to get to eventually that I believe the key to it is uh, is living by faith. And I'm going to explain that as we go. All right, next verse. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Now, I want us to go to Philippians, bro. Keep that mind in your head. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Keep that, that idea, that what he just said, that he's working in me mightily he's working in me okay so that goes right back to christ in me the hope of glory christ in me so instead of me worrying about what i'm going to say what i'm going to preach i'm just going to trust god to teach you i'm just going to trust god to teach you and if the if there's someone who's sick and you you feel led to pray for them it's not your prayer it's not your, your glorious prayer that you hit all the right notes. By your stripes, he's healed. Or how loud? In the name of Jesus, be healed. And, uh, you know, and nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying that's not going to get the job done. It's Christ. He's doing the work. It's not my prayer. It's not my emphasis. It's not, it's Christ in me. My job is to believe. What if nothing happens? Well, if you don't pray, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. So let's just pray and trust the healer to do his job, okay? Because even if you pray and nothing happens, guess what? You've just loved that person. And you've just brought Christ into the middle of that situation. So yeah, go for it. Go for it. Rather than uh, being afraid to do something, let's be afraid not to believe. Not to trust him. Amen. Uh, I, I need to tell you what verse, don't I? Chapter 12. I mean, chapter 2, verse 12. Chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work for your own salvation with fear and trembling. Is that what it says? work out so if i'm working something out that means something's in paul writes in corinthians that god well first of all in, in peter it says god has given us all things pertaining unto life and godliness paul writes in ephesians chapter one that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And Paul writes in Corinthians that God has has given us all things. He's, ta- he's taught us all things. In other words, he's imparted everything inside of us with the Spirit of God that we need. So what's the problem? The problem is stop working for what you already have and start believing that it's already yours that is the definition of living by faith stop working and trying to achieve trying to pray enough trying to read the word enough trying to please god enough listen if if My relationship and my growing up in Christ is based on my prayer, my spending time in the Word, and my telling people about Jesus and my works, then where is my faith? My faith is in me. My faith is in my performance. My faith is in my works, my works of righteousness. And what does God think about that? That's what he thinks. It stinks. Because you have taken, you're stealing what Christ did on the cross. You're you're robbing the glory of God. And you're trusting in yourself and in your works to be pleasing unto God. Now, should we read our Bible? Should we pray? Should we tell? Of course. But we don't do it to become. We do it because of who we already are. And that's a world of difference. Because if I'm doing all these things to become and to achieve and to please, then it becomes a duty. And there's no pleasure in that. There's no fun in that. There's no joy in that. God wants me to seek him because of who I am in him. And that changes everything. But see, there's a, there's a battle there because we have a problem believing it. And the problem believing it is we look at ourselves, we see our failures, we see where we're not, we see who, uh, what we're not, and we don't measure up. And we judge ourselves worthy of condemnation and unworthy of the blessings of God can I tell you that it's paid for? Huh? If you take me, Danny, this is not, well, this is a suggestion. It's not a hint, but it <laughs> might be a hint. Anyway, uh, if you take me to the best steakhouse in town and say, Pastor, get what you want, I'm going to say, no, well, no thank you, brother. Uh, no, no, well, and if you finally convince me, come on, Pastor, I, I'm gonna pay for it. I get soup and crackers. That ain't happening, bro. I'm gonna get the biggest steak on the menu, <laughs> and because it's paid for, right, bro? Amen, amen. amen. I got witnesses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Danny's sitting in the front row at CFWC and he was always my pick on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna still find you, brother. <laughs> but anyway, I mean if somebody pays for something, let's say let's say somebody pays off your house or pays off your car. You going to keep sending you going to keep paying the bank? You going to keep sending money to the bank? No! You can if you want to. I am, you know, paid for. Hallelujah. It's paid for. Hallelujah. Why do we have problems believing that? Because we look at ourselves. We judge ourselves. We examine ourselves. And we consider ourselves unworthy. It's a lie. The thief comes To steal, to kill and destroy. He begins by stealing. What's he stealing? He's stealing the truth. Remember when the sower sowed the seed? Who came along and ate it? Who ate it up? The birds, the evil one. He wants to, the truth makes you free. When you know the truth, and you can't know the truth unless you believe the truth. See, the truth supersedes your doubt. It supersedes your experience. It supersedes everything. The truth is the truth. See, I've said it many times. This Bible doesn't just tell you who God is. It tells you who you are. And the, 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 the challenge is to believe it, is to believe it. Your feelings are lying to you. Your experience is lying to you. Everybody's lying to you. The world is lying to you. Well, not everybody's lying to you. But but you know what I'm saying? We have so many distractions, so many things that that come against the Word of God, come against the truth. That's why you've got to declare the word the uh, Word of God, the truth of this Word, over you because it is the truth. And the truth will remain. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But where is this going to be? It's going to stand. Forever. This word is settled forever in heaven. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, the word is quick. That means it's alive, brother quick. It's alive. It's alive. And that word alive in the Greek is the same, as zoe, which is the same word that it says of anything that is alive, anything that is not dead, it's living. This is the living word of God, friend. It's not a novel. It's not just some book. It is quick and it's powerful. Di- and that word is dunamis, dynamite, dynamite power. But I'm going to tell you something, it's nothing unless we believe. The word of God's everywhere. But if I don't believe the word of God, is it doing me any good? God told the children of Israel, he said, you go into the promised land. Every place you put your foot, I have given it to you. It is yours. Was that land theirs? Did they get it, the first generation? Why? Why? Did God say, Well, I've changed my mind? Did God say, Well, you know, eh, I'm not going to let y'all go? They did not get in because they did not believe. Hebrews tells us that they could not enter in. Because of their unbelief. Come on. And what did God call? Oh, The Holy Ghost is preaching now. Yes, he is. Because I just, whoa, I just felt it. Mm. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Do your job, Holy Ghost. What did he call that place? He called it a rest. They have not entered into my rest because of unbelief. Folks, when you believe God, you enter into his rest. I'm free from stress. I'm free from worry. I'm free from burdens. I'm free from, I'm free. And Paul writes in Galatians, I think it's chapter five, um, stand fast in the freedom that Christ has set you free. Another translation says it is for freedom." That Christ has set us free. And the whole book of Galatians is about what? People who are under the law. Versus people who are under grace. People who are trying to work. And to achieve that which the Lord has already paid for. Believe it or not folks. It's our pride. That keeps us. From experiencing. The things that Jesus has paid for. The, the love. The joy, the peace, all the fruit of the Spirit that God has given us. I mean, look at all the promises of God. He tells us we're accepted in the beloved. Why do we feel like a stranger? Because we don't believe that we're accepted in the beloved. The Bible tells us in Colossians that he has qualified us. He has qualified us. He didn't say, you got to do this to qualify yourself. No, when you believe in Jesus Christ and you're born again, guess what? God looks at you and says, Qualified. You just have to believe it. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning, Lord. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. But in the back of your mind, they you say, well, you got bills to pay. Oh, you, your boss is a jerk. Oh, you don't really want to go to work. Oh, you feel terrible. Your leg hurts. Your neck hurts. Your back hurts. Your car won't crank. Oh, blah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Am I talking to anybody? Anybody got all that junk going through their head? Is somebody trying to steal your joy? Somebody trying to mess up your life? Does somebody not want you to shine? Somebody wants you to look at yourself and all your problems rather than lift up your eyes and look upon the hills from whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. And I it ain't, Jesus ain't out there. He's in me. Christ in me. Thank you, Jesus. If all hell comes against me, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. I've got everlasting life. I'm a child of the king. Come on. I'm a child of God. I'm blood washed. I'm born again. He chose me. I didn't choose him. He picked me out. I can't kick the ball. I can't catch the ball. I can't hit the ball. Jesus says, I want you. You're on my team. You're mine. You're mine. Well, I'm not I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Why are you calling why why do you call unworthy what God has called worthy? Who are you to contradict the word of God? You think about that. When you look at yourself and disqualify yourself in all these things, who are you to contradict the word of God? I like what. What God says in, in Romans chapter 8, when uh, he says, he, we have been justified, and he says, who, who dares, uh, this is a paraphrase, who dares call unworthy what I have called worthy? or Who dares call unjust what I have called just? In other words, if God has declared you clean, who has the right, the authority, Or the ability to call you unclean. If God has called you clean, then then who's going to call you unclean? You and the devil. But if God has said it, why can't we just believe it and say, thank you, Lord? Now, this kind of preaching always runs the risk of people saying, well, preacher, uh, what you're saying is, We can just live any way we please. (laughs) I haven't found a way to get away with sin. I've found a way to be free from it. To live over it. To live above it. Because Romans chapter six says, what about sin? I'm dead to it. I'm dead to it. Jesus crushed it. So, this is what I believe, and I believe it's true. If I begin to understand who I am in Christ and what he's done for me, am I going to want to sin? Absolutely not. Because what is happening is I am beginning to live by faith. And when I begin to live by faith, which is simply believing that what has God has said about me is not just true, it's my truth. And when I begin to believe that, I begin to change. Because grace is coming to make this truth my reality. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, brother. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And I'm probably going to go to Romans chapter 5 after this. It just gets gooder and gooder. Woo! I'm having fun. I don't know about y'all. I fell out of the chair yesterday. I'll be all right. (laughs) Woo! I kind of like this sitting down preaching. (laughs) All right. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul says, for it is the power of God to salvation, to bring change in your life and transform you into his image. For everyone who does what? There it is. For Jew first and also for the Greek. Next verse. I know I could preach here, but I'm moving on. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. So, It's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes what? That you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, when God looks at you, what does he see? A struggling sinner? Or does he see his child? Does he see the blood of Jesus? Does he see you righteous, clean, holy, blameless above reproach Colossians chapter 2 holy blameless above reproach well that's just arrogant that's just proud and boastful you better believe it's boastful because I'm boasting in my God who took this wretch and made me holy Blameless above reproach. In other words, the devil can point his finger all his want to, but God gets wants to get you to the place that no matter how many accusations come against you, you can say, I'm holy. I'm blameless, I'm a son of God, I'm a child of God, I've been washed in the blood, I belong to you, Jesus. And see, when you say that, God is saying, yes, 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 amen. And he's sending down his grace and change is taking place. Amen. That's living by faith. The just, the righteous shall live by faith. Not by works, not by your effort, not by your sweat, not by how good you are. By faith in what he did. So That's why God gets all the glory. Christ in me. Christ in me. Christ in me. Say it any different way. Christ in me. Christ in me. Say it any way you want to. Christ in me. He's still in me, right, brother? All right. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just, the righteous. He's talking about you. That word just is the same word as righteousness. Same word. exact same word. The righteous, the just, the justified. Justified. Just as if I have never sinned. Clean, clean, clean. Holy, pure, blameless, above reproach. That's me. See, when we believe that, we become that. That becomes the way we live our lives. Righteous and clean in his sight. The just shall live by faith. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to try and quit. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. I'm going to try and quit. If Y'all get through before I do. Y'all can leave. I'll just talk about you when the door shuts. (laughs) all right therefore i'm always starting with the therefores uh let me i'm gonna back up so you know what the therefore is there for um let's go to verse eight so so we'll back up before the therefore God demonstrates his own love toward us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If you were a sinner and he died for you, why do you think he doesn't like you now? Why would he change his mind? If he died for you when you are a sinner, now you're a son. Why is all of a sudden he doesn't like you anymore? He doesn't love you anymore. Huh? Come on, he's God. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows what you'll mess up. He knew to mess up when he chose you. Come on. He knows everything. He's called us to be his children. God's called you to live a legacy on this earth so that when you're dead and gone, the life you lived in Christ moves on. That's why I hope and pray that I can deposit something into my children that will, i put some junk in there too. I made some bad deposits, especially Britt. He was the experiment. <laughs> Poor kid. He got beat t- probably twice as many as the others. He deserved some of them, <laughs> uh, uh, some of them he didn't. Uh, but you know, God is good. God is good. You know, there's not a parent who hadn't mess, messed up. And we, you know. If you, if you you can just be filled with guilt if you're not careful, but you just say God, just put in the salve and the healing where I messed up, God, and bring healing. Anyway, I'm gonna move on beyond. That's another sermon, another day. All right, okay. God demonstrate. All right, move on, brother. <coughs> okay. Much more than, I like that, this, this this chapter's full of it, much more than. Uh, the word in Greek is hyper, which is super. It's like super more. More than that, having now been justified by his blood. See, the Bible's full of this. It's full of it. Why can't we believe that we are who he says we are? How old is this passage? The book of Romans was probably written in, I'm just guessing, 60 A.D. So that's almost 2,000 years. Was it true then? Is it true now? God hasn't changed his mind. He's not going to. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath. How? Through Through him. Next verse, bro. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more... There it is super more, having been reconciled, we're reconciled, we've made up, guess what <laughs> he came and he got me, and I finally said yes, and we've kissed and made up now I'm his son, we've been reconciled, there's no more enmity there's no we're not at war, I'm his son, let's believe it, we shall be saved by His life. Who's doing all the saving here? Who's doing everything here? What have I got to do? Believe it. They asked Jesus, what shall we do to do the works of God? He says, believe on me and the one who sent me. Believe. So what do we do? Let's just believe. That's all God asks of us. Because if we believe, he takes care of the rest. We just have to believe. So where is the enemy going to attack? Your faith. That's what he's going to attack, your faith. Because if he can attack your faith, he can cripple everything. He can stop it. He can he can, the show, he can can shut the show down. He can turn off the power. It's, it's gone. Next verse, bro. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a reason to rejoice because we've been reconciled. We've been redeemed through whom we have now received, received the reconciliation. Next verse. God's done it all. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, who was that man? Adam. See, that's what Jesus is trying to get off of you and me, is Adam. And death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. We all sinned in Adam, and we all inherited um, the Adamic nature, a sinful nature. The Christ has removed all that. Next verse, bro. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. I must be getting long with it. Next verse. <clears throat> Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. Next verse. Jesus is the Last Adam. Okay? The first Adam messed everything up. The last Adam fixed everything. So, what What the first Adam put on you, the last Adam's taken off. Right. Amen. But the free gift, how, all right, free gift, you got to pay for it. You got to earn it. It's free. it's free. The free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense, I many died, much more, there it is again, super. The grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. I'm going to read that again. The free gift is not like the offense. For by the one man's offense, many died. That was Adam. Much more, the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. What he's saying is, Adam made us all sinners in Christ. Those who believe are all saints. In other words, just as the first Adam condemned everybody, the last Adam has saved everybody. Those who believe. You got to believe. You got to believe it. Next verse. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. That's what Christ has done. Let's go to the next verse. This is where I just said all that to get to this. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more, there it is again, those who receive. In the Greek, that receive is receiving, it's continuous action. It's not a one time receive, it is a receiving. What am I receiving? the abundance of grace but i rec- i am receiving the abundance of grace i'm receiving when i'm believing y'all repeat that with me i am receiving when i am believing y'all did good let's do that one more time i am receiving When I am believing, I believe y'all got it. The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will do what? Will reign in this life. That's that's how God wants us to live our lives. Not as sad, beat down, holding on till Jesus comes, miserable, uh, disappointed. Uh, upset, envious, jealous, mad, discouraged. That doesn't sound like that to me, does it? So if you want to reign in life, he who is believing is receiving. What am I receiving? The abundance of grace. There's no shortage. There's plenty of it. All I got to do, folks, is just believe that this word is true for me. And God is going to pour out his grace, his unmerited favor in my life in order to change me into that which I am seeing. And so that as I become like Christ, I don't have to do something. I become something. And when I become something, guess what? I'm doing something just by being something. That was so good. I am am doing something just by being something. You can walk in a room and the grace of God is on you. People know it. They sense it. They feel it. It's in your countenance. It's in your words. They know. They know it. I don't know how they know it. Because I believe within the heart of every man, I don't care how wicked they are, there's the voice of the Lord calling them, calling them. It's a beacon. It's a a homing device. And you are that homing device. (laughs) Guess what, y'all? How many of us have ever thought about, I'm trying to quit. How many of us have ever thought about... um, I gotta do the will of God. I gotta do the will of God. I gotta do the will of God. I, I wanna I wanna do the will of God so I'm pleasing to God. I gotta read. I gotta pray. I gotta do this. So I'm doing the will of God. And if I'm doing the will of God, God will be happy with me. He'll love me. He'll bless me. And he won't send me to hell. And I'll go to heaven and and uh I'll I'll earn his. It doesn't work that way. The me put it this way, you are the will of God, not what you do, but who you are, you are the will of God, when you look in the mirror, I want you to look at that person and say, you are the will of God, Christ in you, he's in you, I see him. Him. He's in there. I see you. You do that with God. He will mess you up. He loves to play little games like that. He does. You says, I see you. I dare you. I dare you to do it. I see you in there, Lord. He's in He moved in. He's in me. He's in this thing right here. This thing. This temple of the Holy Ghost. I am (laughs) the temple of the Holy Spirit. God moved in. He moved in you. He must think you're special. Does God live in something that's dirty, that's unclean, that's unfit? Or did when he come in, what did he do with that which was unclean and unfit? (laughs) I think he cleaned house. So if I'm dirty, unclean, and unfit, is that just what I believe? Then I'm believing a lie. I've been deceived. I've been lied to. And that's what the enemy is attacking, your faith, your belief, your mind, so that he can convince you that you are not who God says you are. He's come to set us free, folks. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Believe the truth. Be set free. I am the will of God. That's so arrogant. No, it's not. God said it. God said it. Shall I believe what people say or shall I believe what God says? I'm the plan of God. I'm the purpose of God. So are you. It's a beautiful thing. Do you think God could do a better job of preaching the gospel, of of shining the light of God? Do you think he could send some angels down here and do a better job? Do you really? I think he could. But he has chosen to present himself to this world through his people. But I da 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 Christ in me. He's my wisdom. He's my power. He's my strength. He's my everything. Christ in me. Come on, praise team. I'm gonna stop. I feel like I'm talking too much. Let's go ahead and receive communion, everyone. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Buzzy, will you do me a favor? If the teams are through, tell them to come in here, please.
0: No, just the teens.
3: You guys grab some communion, please. Grab some communion, son. Some of y'all believe there's power in the communion, it's an act of faith. Is this the body of Christ? Not literally, but is it? Jesus said, Take, eat, this is my body. Is this literally the blood of Jesus? But is it the blood of Jesus? Yes, it is. He said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood so there's power in it y'all yeah it's, it's symbolic but there's power in it why would he tell us to do it he said this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me so when we remember what he did we remember what he's done and we can remember who we are in him he paid the price, y'all. He paid it. He paid it. But let's stop working for it and just believe it's mine. I don't think God is ever, is it ever more pleased than when his children just simply believe him. Because that belief changes you. And if you're changed what you believe, it changes what you do. Hallelujah. We're going to take communion, and then I want us to pray for anyone who's sick in body or whatever need you may have, okay? So don't don't run off. You got to go, that's fine. Lord Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you that you were willing to become sin for us. You who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your broken body. Let's eat together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed. You shed your blood so that we wouldn't have to. You died so that we wouldn't have to. You paid the price. Lord, open our eyes to see the truth of who we are in Christ. Thank you for your blood that forgives us of all sins. We receive it by faith. Let's drink together. Now, let's believe that Jesus Christ is our healer. By his stripes we're healed. Anybody needs prayer in their body? Just lift up your hand. Anybody? You need prayer for anything? All right, let's gather around them, folks. Come on, people of God. Let's move out. Let's pray. Remember, Christ in you. It's not you. It's Christ in you. Come on, let's exercise our faith. Come on, y'all. It ain't how pretty your prayer is. It's Christ in you. Christ in you. Someone lay hands on the bed over there. Christopher, I want you to lay hands on uh, Nathan there. His knee needs to be healed. Christopher, come over here and lay hands on me. My, My leg needs to be healed. Let's just believe that God's going to heal some people today. Let's don't go through the motions. Let's believe that Jesus is the healer. Lord Jesus, right now, we just acknowledge you that you're a healer, that with God all things are possible. Lord, you came on this earth and you healed, you touched Delivered, you set free. Lord, you bound up the brokenhearted. You open prison doors. You set the captives free, and you heal those who were who were sick. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're our healer. God, in our trust is in you. It's not in ourselves. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Now, right now, touch your people. We command healing to be on God's people. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name. Behold. Repeat that with me. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, behold. Now let's give God some pr- uh, thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Father, bless my little man right here. Father God, just continue to bless him. May he know the joy of the Lord, the blessings of Jesus, the goodness of God. Speak to his heart, Lord. Let him know your place and perfect for him.